Thank you, Jesus. God, we just thank you so much, God, that you are ours. We love you so much, Father. We thank you for making a way for us. We don't ever want to take for granted what we have, Father God. And we will never settle. We always will want more of you. We will always want more of you, Father. Amen. Oh, wow. That was an intense time of worship. <laughs> Ooh. Wow. We are going to invite up anyone. Oh, man. I haven't felt like this in a long time. Um, <laughs> we're going to invite up anyone on the team that may have something this morning. Sharon? Do you guys have anything? Bonnie, if you have anything, go ahead and come on up. Fitzhughes, for sure, come on up. So I just believe that the bedrock of what uh, the Lord has done in me and is continuing to, to do in me and what I hear almost constantly from him is there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So we are continuously, constantly bombarded by the world, by what we hear, by what we see um, in our daily interactions with others. Um, you know, others are distressed. Um, others have are carrying a heavy load, and uh, it is just about. It is just about not taking that on yourself, but bringing all that to the Lord. And even though we are inadequate to do anything about it, he's the only one who is able to, to shoulder all that. And it's not for us to, to feel that burden, but to take it to him. So in our weakness, there's, there's no condemnation. He just wants us to be totally dependent on him. When Jesus walked the earth, it said he healed all who came to him. The only place where anything was hindered is when he went to his own hometown. He said he could just do a few miracles there. And what the Lord told me is, is because they knew him not as their savior, but they knew Jesus the man. So if you want, if you want to receive from the Lord, get into the word, read the gospels on what Jesus said. Get to know Jesus, the heavenly Savior, the healer, the provider, our Lord and Savior. Thank you, Lord. So during worship, I was reminded of um, this vision the Lord gave me once. And I shared it here, but I want to share it again because I really like it. Um, I was in a circumstance that I was particularly upset about. And... 
God gave me this vision was more like three photos. And the first photo, I was like a little girl, angry and obstinate and like this, and kind of talking to Satan, you know, like my daddy or, you know, the word of God. And it was a picture. The next picture was I was like a, like a princess warrior, and the angels were fighting the enemy, and I was there with them with my sword. And then the next photo was that I had, my back was turned to the fight, was behind me, and I was um, facing the Father, and uh, in surrender, I don't know if it was praise or if it was weakness or, you know, but I was facing the Father, and his face was so, um, I can't really describe it, but he was, you know, he was so perturbed at the enemy, you know, and, uh, and, and he was fighting and sending his angels, and I really like what Sharon said about there's no condemnation because that condemnation is pretty constant in our ears sometimes and we really have to learn to listen to the spirit um, and reject that condemnation. He's such a mean bully. Oh, me. Such a mean bully. Um, but anyway, um, I think maybe there's sometimes the condemnation is you're not doing this, you know? And I think that's the voice of religion sometimes I want to um, but God gave, I think God's teaching me that there's different ways. Sometimes it's stand and fight, and sometimes it's I do the fighting. And so there's no condemnation. Just listen to the voice of the Spirit. What's he doing now? You know, it could be different um, each day, just like the three different pictures he gave me. But anyway. Do you guys, Lancer and Julia, do you have anything? What about you ladies? Do you? Yeah, come on up. Come on up if you have something for sure. Good morning. That song that talked about the puzzle pieces, here's what I saw in all of that. How many of you struggle trying to put a, a, a puzzle together? I mean, especially if you don't have the lid in front of you so you can kind of, you know, the, the cheat, you know, like, okay, here's where those pieces go. Even then I struggle. And what I saw in the spirit was that we just see pieces of the puzzle. And the pieces that we're the most familiar with, for the most part, are the old, not the ones that are on the table, because we haven't picked those up and put them in place. And yet, the master and the creator says, don't worry, guys. I have the box with a total picture of what the end is going to look like. And it's going to be so beautiful that it's not a puzzle anybody's going to take apart and put back in a box, but rather they're going to glue it, mount it, and go, oh, isn't that gorgeous? Hello, I'm Debbie, Debbie Hall. Um, last Sunday, as you were talking and you were talking about your who you sat under and and under ministries and you took the good and you let the bad uh, go by the wayside and you were thankful and uh, you didn't regret having because of what you learned and I went home and I sat there on my couch and I was thinking about that, and sometimes we can get so locked in 
to what bad has happened, that that is our focus. And, and I just thought of, have I been thankful? And then I just prayed to the Lord. And I was like, oh Lord, forgive me. And oftentimes when I confess, I, I hear the Lord say, that's okay. Or, I know, I know. This time I didn't hear, I know. It was like, happened. And I took that to mean, that's gone, that's done. And I just looked down and I heard the word forward. Move, forward, moving, forward, move, move forward. And then the next day, I support Dutch Sheets Ministries. I go on to that, and he has an upcoming conference, June 14 to 16, called Forward. (laughs) And then it doesn't stop there. (laughs) Another day or so, Elijah List had someone on I I hadn't seen before or, or heard before, Garris Elkins. And he had a short little one-minute video. Did you watch it? Anybody watch it? He's walking on a trail, a neat, tidy little trail in the woods. And he showed his camera of what it looked like and likened it to how we like the, the path we're on to be neat and tidy. And, and he said, watch out for the lateral has because God may call you to take a hard right or a hard left and we think on this path we can get to where God wants us to go but God is telling us take the hard right or hard left maybe sometimes and listen for that because that's the path that'll take you to your destiny but he said he said in that that's a path that'll move you forward. Wow. That's, so good. That's, so good. That's awesome. <laughs> I won't. Is anyone else for us, Amy? Anyone? Tao? Wow. Got anything? All right. You have something. Yeah. Well, I had a different word, but when she was sharing, when Debbie was sharing that, I was totally re- reminded of Philippians chapter 3. And I go back to that verse, this passage, often because I just feel like the Lord wants us to keep in step with him. He's inviting us to run with him, run the race with perseverance marked out for us. He's inviting us to cast off every hindrance. And those things of the past, are, are they can be hindrances because they get in our minds, they get stuck there, and, and much of the path is in our thinking we have, to, we have to know and we have to hear and we have to think and be under the influence of the Holy Spirit's leading. And he wants us to run and keep in step with him. So some of that, that stinking thinking has to be broken off, some of the things of the past. But Philippians 3, starting at verse 7, Paul said, Whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I've lost everything. I consider them garbage, rubbish, 
that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ. I'm going to skip down to verse 12. This is the key. Not that I have already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal. The puzzle has not been completed yet. But I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Oh, man, I'm getting emotional. (laughs) Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind, straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. I don't have time to waste. I can't keep looking backwards at the stuff that happened in different places, in, in family situations, in the church, in my workplace, whatever. Whatever has come my way. He says, take my hand, I'm going to pull you right through this stuff. And you're not, I didn't put eyes on the back of your head, I put them on the front of your face, feet pointing forward. You're going to move forward with me, Jesus says. If you take his hand, he's going to pull you forward into the next thing, into the future. He has a prophetic picture, a final picture of the puzzle that he sees, and he knows that every piece is right down the path if you just turn forward and look at him and walk forward. We embrace the things and we cherish the things of the past. We love the kingdom that was built inside of us. But the stuff, the rubbish, everything that just was trash, we just let it go. We just let it go. And if we get stuck, we have family. We have the family of believers to help us get free from stuff. Sorry, I got a little charismatic on you there, but. Yay, that's right. (laughs) Don't apologize. (laughs) Yes, today we have some very dear friends of ours that we met. How far? It's been a while. We actually met at, um, at a Sozo training time. They were sat right next to us, and we just had an instant heart connection with this family, and Cheryl got to come stay with us during a conference, and yeah, we just have, we really cherish this family. You guys are awesome. <laughs> so we're so excited to have you today. Do you want to give just a little? Just a snippet. Um, I think it would be best to have you guys give everyone your story of what you do currently, what it means by missionary when you say you're missionaries, because they're, they didn't just get off the airplane from Africa. Um, that, they're not that kind of missionary. But these guys, you know, I, I asked the Dillons if they would share with us what God has taken them on a journey through. And I've also just said, have your freedom today and do whatever you feel the Holy Spirit leads you to do. But there's a reason why I was so persistent on calling them to come and, and to share whenever you felt the time was right. Something has happened in the, in the spirit, in the kingdom, in their entire family. And it's the same thing that I've been hungry for probably all my Christian life. And they've just encountered God in a way that's, that's a, a new depth, a new realm of the spirit. And it's all because of what Jesus died for. And it's not limited to just them. It's for us. So that's why I want them to share with us what's part of our inheritance too. What's part of our legacy because of Jesus. Because Jesus paid it all for us. So we're going to just turn it over to these guys and they're going to do their stuff. You good? Yeah, we're good. Do we need more chairs? 
Okay. <laughs> the Spirit's been on <laughs> for uh, quite some time already, uh, starting yesterday. So it, it takes me a little while to get words out when that happens. Um, so Scott asked me, asked us to tell a little bit about what we do. So yes, we are missionaries. We are full-time missionaries. Uh, but what we do is, instead of going to the country where the people are at, we go and find the people that God has brought to us uh, from other nations. So currently, um, we have in uh, uh, college students that we work with, primarily, and it's university students that we primarily work with. We have people from, I'm just going to list off a bunch of countries here, Brazil, Peru, El Salvador, uh, you go over to Africa, there is Congo, Ethiopia, um, Ghana, um, Japan, China, Malaysia, um, Kazakhstan, I've hit most of them. Anyway, you get the idea. Um, all over the world into one room and it's the people that God has picked out that he has chosen by his own hand, in his own will, a destiny that is far more than they ever imagined. And we get the privilege of just being used by God to say, hey, this is who you are. Come check it out. Yeah, we release you. And not always do people uh, come to us in the sense where they're ready to go. There's one guy, still, uh, we're working with him now, hearing voices 24-7, constantly, deeply. These voices were telling him to go dig for trash on the street in order to feed himself and to um, uh, kill himself, suicidal thoughts, which if you've ever been tormented that way, it's not uncommon to hear those things. It's actually quite normal. Um, and um, this guy has come alive. The enemy's afraid of him. That's why he's under his thumb. Okay? We still work to get him free from these voices. He's free from the demonic oppression that's happening. But the voices are actually ancestral from ancestral worship, etc. There's a lot of detail behind that. I don't want to go into that. I don't want to emphasize it. But he is getting free from those things. Mm. We had a missionary uh, kid from uh, Japan who um, is Japanese and uh, her parents are Japanese. They work for Campus Crusade over there, basically doing this similar thing to what we're doing here. She lost her brother to leukemia when he was five years old and when she was seven years old. Um, that impacted her in such a way, as a child, you don't always know how to process these things. Lots of other people were saying, hey, Saki is her name. Saki, come, come and help us do ministry and help us do this and help us do that. And she, she knew the right answers. She knew the right way to do things. 
But she was not free inside. She was hurting. She was of the age where the Lord said, it is now time to work through this. And because the Lord had taken us through inner healing and because we'd had training in inner healing, (laughs) she's free. (laughs) By the blood of Jesus, she's free. Oh, I could run on down the list. Uh, we were in Brazil last summer, and oh my goodness, I think you, we might have even shared that a little, just a snippet here. It's amazing the freedom of what the Spirit will do for those who are willing to open up their hearts and let Him do whatever He wants to do. <laughs> Wouldn't you guys agree? Yeah. Um, once upon a time, we. In a land far, far away, there was a Dillon family. And we were known as the good church people, doing the right things, studying the Bible deeply and thoroughly. We still do that, but differently. Um, And we were known, I was known as the stoic one. The one that didn't really express himself all that much even though I could feel a ton inside. (laughs) But there was a fire that we lit inside where, oh my goodness, we wanted to know what the Lord was telling us. We started in the Bible. I don't even want to touch you right now. <laughs> what the Lord had for us. We started with the Bible. And yet, and, and as we read, there's things that are happening that are talked about that I don't see happening. Lord, you are the same today as you ever were. You haven't changed. So who moved? (laughs) Obviously I did. We did. And so we began this pursuit of whatever you want, Jesus. We aren't fifth generation pastors. We're first generation missionaries. She has Cheryl's grandparents were missionaries, but her parents weren't, so we get to restart that. Yeah. We are second generation missionaries. Um, And the Lord has taught us and is teaching us to relax. Just relax. I've got this. And you know what? What happens when you relax? She knew I was coming. (laughs) Cousin It visits our house regularly. (laughs) Some of you guys will get that reference. And it's a lot of fun. Because it's so full of joy. We're in the middle of our seventh move that we're doing because we believe God told us to do it. 
We don't necessarily enjoy moving. But we told the Lord we would do whatever you ask us to do. When the kids were young, my wife said, and as we talked together, we don't know where the Lord's taken us, but we need to be best friends. Little did we know that we were starting this process of they will know we are disciples of Christ because of our love for one another and the love between these guys. Today, I mean, I could list off so many different miracles the Lord's done, but I'd rather, we would rather spend our time imparting, okay? And you'll just have to catch what Holy Spirit does with us as we work with you. Because that's the bigger story right there. Let's see if I can get my phone back so I can remind myself where I'm at. Okay. Will you agree with us that we want to invite the Holy Spirit here today to do whatever he wants to do? We hear an amen? Amen. 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 I hope you're hungry because, man, he's powerful. We invite. Oh, man. Okay. So real quick, real quick. Sorry, I jumped ahead, guys. You, there is more in store The Lord has more for you in this life right here, right now, than you have ever dreamed possible. You can't imagine the dreams God had for you when he had this thought in his mind that I am going to create the most perfect being in the world and the world is going to get to witness what I will do through them. That's you he's talking about. He has more in store for you than you ever imagined. Okay. So Holy Spirit, we invite you here today to come do what you love to do in our midst. You are here. You are here. In this quiet moment, I want you to just use your imagination here with me for a second. 
I want you to imagine a place where the Holy Spirit is. You may know him well. You may be learning about him for the first time. It doesn't matter. I want you to imagine a place where the Holy Spirit is. And I want you to go there and just enjoy his presence for a moment. He might be speaking to you. He might be doing something. He could be just sitting, enjoying your presence. You may see a physical person, you may not. Doesn't matter, you're there. Now, I want you to take the hand of the Holy Spirit, whatever that looks like. Grab his hand. and bring him here, right into this room. Okay. Now just stay in that spot for a moment. I'm gonna ask my family, start ministering. You are released, you are powerful. I see Matea near purple. Matea, the Lord talked to you about purple last night. Jesus has many great things in store for you. He's got a ministry. I don't know what kind or what it'll look like, or but he's gonna use you powerfully in many people's lives. Like you're gonna reach out and touch people, like that you don't even know you touched. Like in, like just wherever you go, you're just gonna walk by somebody and they'll just feel touched. <laughs> oh, you're blessed. You're very blessed. <laughs> Release that. Cheryl, will you come up and uh, will you talk about this revolutionary concept that God is good? Uh, so it's the aspect of one thing that God used to unlock my heart of tenderness towards him was the concept that he is good. Like you hear it all the time, but I'd never taken the time to actually stop and go, he's good. Like everywhere I walk, he is good. 
everything he does, he is good. That means I can trust him because he's good. It means that I don't have to worry about things because he is good. What he has in store for me is good. Like it's not just a nice little pretty cliche that sits out there, it's real. And it means that it can affect and maneuver every aspect of what I choose to do. Trust being the biggest one. I can trust him. I can trust him for everything. Trust him in the areas that had been fearful or scary. Trust him in the areas that didn't work right. He is good. And he always chooses good for you. Good is always his option. Good is always his option. No matter how we feel, no matter what the situation looks like, his choice is good. And we can trust and keep walking even when it doesn't feel good or seem good in the natural. His choice is always good. And it allows us to take that step forward. And it leads to more steps because he is good. He doesn't design bad, he designs good. He knows the good he has for you. There's a Bible verse. I can't tell you where it's at, but I know it is. <laughs> exactly. See? Good job. <laughs> mm -hmm. He is good. Allow it to unlock your heart and unlock your trust, to unlock your feet and your hands, to unlock your voice. To unlock your nose, that sounds really funny. But if he is good, what you smell can be trustworthy to what he wants to do in and around you. And that just sounds funny, I know. I don't totally know where God wants to take that one with, but it's true. He wants to unlock your brain, too, and how you think. You kids have the opportunity to revolutionize your world. And it can start in your brains in how you think. If you choose to believe at your young age that God is good, that everywhere you walk, God is good, your path going into adulthood changes. I wish when I was your age, I had chosen that. God is good. And he has a lot for you guys, adults and children. <laughs> yeah. Two weeks ago, we, had, uh, we were worshiping at a church, and uh, gemstones started appearing. Um, we collected between 40 and 50 of them uh, total. We've given almost all of them away now. With these that are left, I want to pass them around. Let you hold, touch, feel. Feel free to take them out of the baggies. And uh, this is a tangible manifestation of the love God has for you. He has adorned you. It's easy. You picture yourself being covered with gems. And that's exactly how we as the bride of the church are covered. Revelation talks about it. Jeremiah, or sorry, Isaiah talks about it. Um, along with several other places. We are the church. We are his bride. He adorns his bride. Okay, so last night, as we were praying for words for this morning, 
uh, I got the the word red shirt. It's worn and it's worn by a, a person. Now there are multiple people wearing red shirts, but there's only one that's wearing a true shirt, red shirt, that is not a sweatshirt. Yeah. So last night we got something for all red shirt, all people that wore red shirts this morning that uh, the specifics were uh, God has crazy good coming for you. Crazy good. But the one person that's wearing the red shirt has even more coming for him. Even more. I don't know exactly what form the crazy goodness or favor, whatever you like to call it, will come. But it's coming. Um, heaven on different occasions and one of the times I went I saw a huge waterfall going down like when you're standing at the top of it and you look down you can't see the bottom like it's so deep and like it represents like going like when you go jump off of it and go fall down it's like representing you jumping and going deeper in Jesus and going deeper into his love. And <laughs> as I was standing there and I was looking down, I saw like the church going down, like everybody. And some people were really excited and they were trying as hard as they could to fall down faster and get there farther. Yeah. And other people, they were just in, laying there and just enjoying the trip. They're just enjoying the way down. And other people, they were kind of scared. And they were kind of like a little tense, but they were still doing it. And other people were still standing at the top. And they weren't ready to jump down into it yet, but Jesus was standing there next to them and putting his arm around them and just telling them, when you're ready, I'll go with you. Don't need to be scared. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't have to be scared. <laughs> the opposite of that is joyful, exuberant, embracing. <laughs> mm. Um. We all, everybody, every member of our family operates differently. <laughs> it's the way it's supposed to be. At least that's the way the church is supposed to be. Um, we love the fact that we get to come here and uh, enjoy you together because, as Scott has said many times, I'm assuming here, you guys view yourself as a family. The family concept is incredibly important internationally. They're looking for family. They're looking for people who will love. They're looking for that place of belonging where it doesn't really matter what you feel like. It doesn't matter 
ultimately, what happens to you, you have a place that you belong. And so each of us with difference, uh, differences, <laughs> we love to share those. Mm. A new commandment I give to you. A new commandment that I give to you. To love one another. <laughs> Just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. And this is no ordinary love. Keeps no records of wrongs, always expects, always looks for the good things. I believe you guys do a lot of that already, but I ask for more, Jesus. Let it rain down. Let it rain down, my Lord. Glory to your name. And by this, all people will know that you belong to me. You are my disciples. You belong to Jesus. You belong to Jesus. If you have love for one another. Mm. In Ephesians, this is a verse that you guys have heard many times where it talks about the fivefold. Or sorry, chapter two. All right, I lost it. I'm going to hand it over to you for a second, then I'll come back and talk about it. <laughs> Dangerous. <laughs> um, so, Amy, I'm supposed to talk to you. Yeah, you're going to need that. So Jesus wanted me to share part of my story with you. I lost my mom two years ago, almost three now. And um, yeah. So on Taya's first journey to heaven, she came back and she said she'd seen my mom and my dad and my niece and a few other people. And um, she told me, she said, Grandma's wanted to give you a hug. But because you weren't there willing, waiting, knowing to receive it, she couldn't give it to you. And so she said, just be waiting because Grandma wants to give you a hug. And so then her frequency of going and engaging heaven and people that were in heaven increased. And there was another time we were at, um, we were actually at a healing rooms and we were prepping, like praying to get ready before we started praying for other people. And she came over to me and she said, Mom, um, Grandma's in the room and she wants to give you a hug right now. Just open your arms and receive it. You can imagine I lost it. And what God was doing in this journey 
was helping me to realize where my mom was. Um, up until that point, my brain had been in the spot of, well, my mom, she's gone. I just see the miss. I feel the hurt. Um, there's all these things around me that trigger memories. For me, it can be peeling carrots. It can be random things like that. And every time you hit the trigger, the tears come, the heart aches. You don't want to keep doing whatever it was that was going on in life. And you've got to gather yourself before you can move on again. Um, after I allowed Father God to do what he was wanting to do in that relationship of weirdness that was messing with my brain that my mom can give me a hug and she's in heaven and I'm here, um, he started to change my perspective. And there was one day in the kitchen I was peeling carrots. My mom had cancer for two years that we knew of. And um, she went on a special diet to deal with it. And I peeled hundreds of pounds of carrots for her. And um, so I was peeling carrots this one day. And it started that trigger. And all of a sudden it hit me. My mom is happy. My mom is sitting in heaven, not in the state of funky marriage anymore thoughts or any of the other conflicts that she had in life. The factor that oh, there's lots of them. She's got, she had a lot, plenty of triggers in her life that caused pain, that caused choices to be made, that grew, anxiety grew, fear grew, lots of worry and God was like no she actually is up there more concerned about how I'm doing her freedom is complete she no longer has anything weighing her down her burden on her shoulders has been like completely taken off and in fact she's been given a healthy body a whole body a renewed body, a body of strength, a body of vivaciousness, a relationship with my father again that is perfect. And in fact, like her marriage isn't even to him anymore. It's now to the lamb. And she is complete on the inside emotionally. She's complete on the inside mentally in how she thinks. She's complete on the inside in every way we can imagine. And her care was for me, because I was the one struggling, and she no longer is. So I think that is me giving you a gift of perspective, because it's not easy. And I want to bless you in that. So, <clears throat> yeah. <sighs> so Holy Spirit, I invite you right now to come and fill Amy from head to toe. Not just with your peace, not just with your joy, but with your perspective, with your awe, with your tenderness and compassion, with your heart. Mm. Mm. I speak joy over you, Amy. I speak joy and life. 
I speak over you the ability to do the things that you used to do with your dad, but do them now in freedom. Do them now in the mercy of God. To do them in his peace. And to do them with your eyes in the focus of what is now and what is future. There was a prophecy given of forward, and that's for you too. Yeah, in specific detail, forward. So I bless you in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Hmm. Feel free to keep going here if, you, if you'd like to. It's a tender moment. We follow Jesus, David. What does it feel like to follow Jesus? It feels like Letting go of like something like and grabbing onto some like letting go of your desires and grabbing on to God's desires and yeah. I don't exactly know how to describe it, but It's fun. It's a lot of fun. (laughs) I love the testimony from children. would be doing you a disservice if Cheryl and I did all the talking. Matea? So we had an experience of a body of showing love here in a few other places around. Um, would you talk about the uh, courtroom? Sure. So um, another place that I've been in heaven is commonly called the courtroom that's basically what it is, where um, basically people go to the courtroom and they have Jesus as like their lawyer who's on their side and tries to prove them innocent or tries to get them what they, what is rightfully theirs. And then there's like this other guy called the accuser of the brethren who tries to basically kill, steal, and destroy. That's his goal. And then there's Jesus who gives the final decision. Final what? Father God, yeah. <laughs> and um, basically, so when people come in, I'm like at the, like specifically at the end of like when, when Father God um, <laughs> says what the result is, like when he, it, it, 
When he gives them what is rightfully theirs and it's a good thing, he's just so happy and he's just, you can just see his happiness all written all over him. And like everybody's happy and it's just amazing. And then when he can't do that and he can't give them what they deserve and what they are supposed to have, he's very sad. Like he's, he's really sad, like he's, it's very, it's really sad. But yeah, and he just he just loves everybody and wants to give them what they what is rightfully theirs. You know, we read and we hear a lot about uh, Jesus not being not being the source of bad things, difficult circumstances. Um, that picture <laughs> was huge in stating exactly that. He rejoices and loves it and is happy when good things are going on and when choices are made towards him. <laughs> and he weeps and cries when he's got to do something he really does not want to do. Mm. Okay. do a check-in. Caleb, anything more? Okay. What are you sensing or feeling right now? Just from the atmosphere. Sounds peaceful, not a lot of tension at the moment. Is anybody else, not from my family, have something they want to add to the time here. Okay. We're going to be here and keep ministering. Um, what we'd love to do is just to walk through. This is how we made. We love you. It really is that simple. We truly care about you. And um, yeah, we've wandered around and prayed for a few people individually. We've ministered in a couple of places. Um, but what we want to do is to have that opportunity, if you're willing to give it to us, to minister to you one-on-one. -on -one. Okay? And so um, after I pray a final prayer here, we're going to... Do you have something else, hon? Oh, yeah, sure. Um, so while we were worshiping, um, I was, the Lord was starting to talk to me about your congregation, so like all of you. Um, but then when the lady came up and talked about the puzzle pieces, like it brought it into complete connection. Um, so you guys are a puzzle and your church is being built up. And like you said, like the, the puzzle pieces that are in place are familiar and they are comfortable. Um, and so the Lord was telling me that he is building your church. He's building, building the puzzle pieces to make the picture. Um, but you need to be in a position of, of um, like receptability of the new pieces. So like as new people come in 
to receive them well. And I got the distinct thing that actually you younger ones, like it's more for you guys in receiving new children that come in. Because usually if the kids are happy, the parents stay. So it's not the parents that are the issue. Being willing to be receptive. And sometimes it's awkward and like, what do I do? I don't know them. How do I say hi? The fun of it is let Holy Spirit lead. Because it's not a fear thing. It's not like, what are they going to say? What are they going to do? Will they like me? If you make the first move to say, hey, I'm choosing to like you, they're going to have no issue with saying, I like you back. And that's, it's awesome. Anyway, so the building of your puzzle is coming into being. And I've heard stories already this morning that the building of the puzzle is like already like really going, (laughs) which is awesome. So anyway, be blessed, blessed to accept and receive Um, blessed to um, love deeply and love people that are new. Yeah, in the name of Jesus. Amen. So if I could get my family back up here. Yeah. (laughs) You're having fun. (laughs) Mm. Okay, go ahead and divide yourselves into like two groups and then we'll start praying for people. We're not done. (laughs) Not by a long shot. Mm. Now may our God and Father himself, what a privilege, our Father. (laughs) We could spend an eternity just dwelling on that. Our Father who is in heaven. Our Father, you yourself (laughs) and our Lord Jesus Christ, direct our way to you. Guide our path. Direct our feet, our path, our way to you. To you alone. And may the Lord Make you, and by you I mean y'all, all All y'all, and may the Lord make you increase and abound in love for one another and for all. Oh my goodness. (laughs) And here's why. So that he may establish. Wait a minute. Yeah. So that he may establish your hearts. Blameless. Establish. We're laying foundations here. We're laying things that you can build stuff on. We're establishing. So that he may establish your hearts blameless in holiness before our God and Father. You are blameless. You get to reside in holiness. That glory before, and here it is again, our God 
and our Father. I stand in the midst of royalty here. <laughs> Thank you, Father, for this time. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for coming. Thank you for demonstrating love. Lord, be with us as we continue. In your mighty name, amen. Feel free to come. So this would officially be the time if you need to go we would say the meeting's over, but it's not over if you don't want it to be. Um, I know that this has been a different, different kind of gathering, and this is exactly why I wanted them to be here. Church should be fun. Church should not be boring, religious, and stupid, and our kids growing up to hate it. It should be a party because heaven is partying all the time. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit is what the kingdom is all about. So we're going to party a little longer, and these guys, it's not just from their reservoir, because they have their own reservoir, but they want to take the jumper cables of heaven and, and put it on heaven and just give it to you. So feel free to come up, and Isabel is going to put some nice party music on. We are dismissed, I guess. <laughs>